Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Wednesday, November 15th. Ian Cameron with you. Alex B. Smith will be back tomorrow. He's getting his haircut, hair appointment. Unfortunately, one of the few available times was during the show. So Alex, getting what I got a couple days ago. I got my haircut a couple days ago. So he'll be back tomorrow for the busy Thursday card. Uh, we have four games tonight uh, in the NHL. We'll break those down, of course, as we always do each and every day uh, here on the Ice Guys show. Uh, it was a busy Tuesday night, so before we get to tonight's action, we will look back on the uh, games that took place on uh, Tuesday, uh, and it was obviously a very uh, busy uh, Tuesday night. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres lost the game, and they lost more than that last night. Uh, Tage Thompson takes a puck in the wrist. Uh, you could tell right away it didn't look good. Uh, and Don Granado confirming after that game that Tage Thompson will miss significant time for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So uh, obviously it's going to be an LTIR stint for him. Uh, not what you want to see uh, if you're the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So uh, a very tough night for Buffalo. And to be honest with you, a horseshit 48 hours for Buffalo as far as sports is concerned. Uh, the Buffalo Bills losing a game they shouldn't have, uh, a game that really damages their playoff hopes, uh, losing to the Denver Broncos in sickening fashion. Uh, on Monday night football. And then 24 hours later, uh, they end up losing to the Boston Bruins and they lose arguably their best player, Tage Thompson, to injury uh, in the process. Not very good, uh, obviously, for the uh, city of Buffalo and their sports teams uh, the last uh, 48 hours. So very, very disheartening. I guess I can uh, say goodbye to my 50 goal prop for uh, Tage Thompson. That's pretty much dead now. No chance with that. Uh, but more importantly, we hope he gets better and we hope he's back on the ice sooner uh, rather than later. Uh, what else did we see last night? We saw Pittsburgh, um, you know, keep give them credit. Another win, 5-3, wasn't pretty. Columbus put up another pretty good battle, but Columbus just not finding ways to win games. I think the effort's there, but too many breakdowns defensively. And Sidney Crosby talked about it yesterday, really does a lot of damage against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, and he has a hat trick. Uh, last night against them, and a four-point night overall for number 87, uh, Sidney Crosby, an outstanding performance from him, uh, no question about that. Uh, so Jake Gensel with a couple of points, uh, just an overall very solid offensive night for the Pittsburgh Penguins, 41 shots. Uh, they, are, they have the potential nightly for Pittsburgh to be a dynamite offense. It's going to come down to Jari and Nett, and being good defensively, they were good enough last night. I won't say they're great defensively, uh, but they were good enough last night in that victory over the uh, Blue Jackets 5-3. We did catch with the over, so I was happy to see that uh, in that game. Uh, we saw the uh, Flames 2-1 to one over the Canadians. They had, look, if you think that's a sign that the Flames are back on track, you didn't watch the game. They got badly outplayed, dominated in that game, and it was one of those Look, finally, Jacob Markstrom played like the Vancouver Jacob Markstrom. I think that was one of his best games this season and maybe in the last couple of seasons where he's really had a, a tough time with his confidence. Uh, he was outstanding. He's the reason Calgary won. Okay, uh, Montreal badly outplayed them in that game and very, very frustrating as someone that had a piece of Montreal in the draw. Uh, and sh we should have had at least that game go to overtime, if not Montreal winning the game because they badly outplayed the, uh, uh, the Flames in that game. Uh, so that's very fortunate here. 
uh, very unfortunate, but I'm not upgrading the Flames one bit after that game. Not at all. Um, you know, credit to Kadri. He scored one of their goals. Connor Zary continues to be someone you want to look at for props. He scores another goal. I think that's his third now. He's had points in all but one game since he's been uh, called up to the team. Uh, another invisible man night, though, for uh, Jonathan Huberto. Uh, no shots on goal, no points, uh, and only played 15 minutes, took a bad penalty. Uh, he is lost right now. He is utterly lacking confidence. He's devoid of it right now for the Calgary Flames. There's zero confidence in Jonathan Huberto right now. And you would think that benched in the third period against Nashville maybe would have gotten him going. Uh, it hasn't changed one thing, one single thing. And in fact, you could argue it's maybe even gotten worse for him. So uh, that's not good. And uh, there's that's not exactly, like I say, an awe-inspiring uh, shot of confidence for Calgary that they won that game because Montreal did outplay them. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, all right. What else did we see last night? We saw, how about Vegas? A shutout by Washington, 3 nothing. They just looked out of sorts, out of sync. Um, it wasn't their best game. It wasn't their best defensive game either. Uh, and uh, you could see that. Um, but credit to Charlie Lindgren. Charlie Lindgren is making the case for more starts because, quite honestly, of late for the Capitals, Charlie Lindgren's played better than Darcy Kemper. So I think if you're Spencer Carberry, you're going to end up, you know, maybe thinking of keeping this guy in net. Uh, he's actually been pretty solid and a nice shutout win. I think the match penalty, the game misconduct to Paul Cotter in the second period, just for that hit on Kuznetsov, which you can't make that hit. Uh, it really zapped a lot of the, you know, momentum. Cause I thought at that point, you know, yeah, Washington was up one, nothing at the time, but I thought Vegas was really starting to control the play. And then that five minute penalty happens and it really stunted uh, the momentum that was starting to build for the Golden Knights uh, and Washington ended up, of course, uh, getting that uh, victory last night, three, nothing behind a pretty solid goaltending performance from Lindgren and timely goal scoring uh, against Vegas. So not great start to the road trip for Vegas, but you know, Washington kind of validates at least for now, the, the run they put together, they've played some good hockey. They've won a few in a row, and this is by far the best team they've played during that stretch. And they found a way to get a win. So we'll see if Washington can keep this going, but right now, uh, obviously, they have been uh, better in their last several games. Uh, Arizona-Dallas, we were so close to the clean sweep in that game. Uh, Arizona plus price, I took a shot with them. They had a 3-2 lead. They lost in overtime. The good news is I had the over for a bigger amount. I had the draw uh, at a whopping price of plus 400. So it was very nice to see that uh, come through last night in that Coyotes-Stars game. Uh, Dallas with the 4-3 win. We mentioned Matt Duchesne on the show yesterday. Uh, he has found his mojo with the Dallas Stars. What is that? Four straight games with a goal. Uh, the overtime winner uh, in the game last night against Arizona. So uh, Matt Duchesne, I'm telling you what. Uh, and look, they, they, they're still pricing him at a pretty good price. I mean, you could have gotten as much as plus 280 uh, for Matt Duchesne to score a goal. And Matt Duchesne, you know, is um, playing at his best. You're not often going to get plus 280. You're often going to get closer to plus 180, plus 200. So, you know, it was a very good uh, value prop for someone that's really starting to hit his stride here uh, with the uh, Dallas Stars. So that was a good game for me from a betting standpoint. Dallas, with the, it would have been even better if Arizona won, but uh, Dallas gets the 4-3 win in overtime there. Uh, quack, 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 quack. The Anaheim Ducks, they did it again uh, with the 3-2 uh, win uh, over the uh, Nashville Predators last night. Um, this team on the road, man, they don't blink. Uh, to steal a Mike Tomlin uh, term. Um, they've been absolutely fantastic. Road Warriors, uh, they simplify their game on the road. I thought, you know, team defense was better 
John Gibson was very good in net last night as well for the uh, Anaheim Ducks in that game. So there was a lot to like uh, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks last night against the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, timely goal scoring. Uh, again, uh, you know, great uh, contributions up and down their lineup. Another point for McTavish last night. Uh, Adam Henrique coming through, uh, by the way, with the uh, game-winning goal to give the Ducks the 3-2 lead late uh, in the third period. Uh, quite the night, too, on the uh, blue line for Erho Vakanainen, a guy that was with the Bruins uh, organization. He got a couple of apples, a couple of assists on two of those goals. So uh, absolutely uh, outstanding uh, win for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. But, man, we're going to get to it later. Very, very tricky spot for them tonight. Back-to-back after a huge win like that in Nashville, you got to go to the thin air, high altitude of Denver, Colorado on a back-to-back. You know how really bad those spots have been historically. We'll see if Anaheim has anything left in the tank tonight uh, against Colorado on the uh, back-to-back. But a great win for them. Uh, they are now 5-2 and two on the road this year, this Anaheim Ducks team. Uh, what else did we see last night uh, in uh, NHL action? Uh, we saw the... Uh, St. Louis Blues shockingly shut out Tampa Bay 5-0. That's back-to-back shutout losses for the uh, Lightning. So disappointing to see the over go down to defeat the best bet yesterday on that, knowing that I, I, told, I would have said before the game, St. Louis scores five goals against Tampa Bay. We're cashing that over. Uh, but sure enough, Tampa Bay uh, shut out, uh, bageled, goose-egged uh, by Jordan Bennington, 30-save shutout. Um, I didn't feel like they'd got a ton of quality grade-A chances. I think the Blues defended pretty well. Last night, uh, and I think another key for St. Louis is if you look at the uh, game script, I mean, Craig Berube is going to love it, you know, that this team only took uh, two penalties in that game, and one was for delay a game. And the one thing you can't do with Tampa Bay right now is go to the penalty box because Tampa Bay has been living and feasting offensively with their power play this year, number three in the NHL as far as power play ranking. Uh, and St. Louis played the way you've got to play to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. You got to stay out of the box. You got to play disciplined hockey. You can't give this team man advantage, power play opportunities. Uh, and the uh, Lightning uh, weren't able to get on the power play last night. And I'm concerned about this now with Tampa Bay. Okay. The, the lack of consistent five on five offense. Now, they're not a brutal five on five team offensively, they, they're still scoring a little bit, but. Man, a lot of this offense has been their power play. And so I think teams are starting to figure that out. Carolina was better, you know, staying out of the box the other night when they shut out Tampa. St. Louis took, takes only the two minor penalties. And like I say, one of them is for delay a game. So you had to call it. Um, they did a good job and they didn't give Tampa Bay those power plays. So um, that seems to be the formula right now. You play a disciplined game and you stay out of the penalty box, you're going to have a chance to beat Tampa Bay. Uh, Johansson again, four goals allowed, 28 shots. Um, and this team really is struggling on the road. Once again, this is kind of like last year. Tampa Bay wasn't a good road team either last year. They're now two and six on the road after that loss last night to the uh, St. Louis Blues. So um, not good right now for Tampa Bay. And I know they're continuing on this road trip. They're going to be in Chicago tomorrow night. They're going to be laying minus 185 in that game. And in revenge, because they lost at home to Chicago Last week, that being said, with their current form uh, being shut out in back-to-back games, with obviously no Vasilevsky, you've got weaker goaltending in net, not with my money tomorrow night for Tampa Bay, minus 185 in that game, which we will talk about tomorrow on the Thursday show. Uh, new uh, Winnipeg with a nice 6-3 to three win. The Jets, man, this is a... This is remarkable to see what we were saying about Winnipeg before the season. Oh, they're going to trade away Shifley and 
uh, Connor and Halibut, and this is you know the start of a mini rebuild. And here are the Winnipeg Jets right now, as far as points are concerned, uh, in the um, uh, Western Conference. You know they are tied with Colorado uh, with 18 points. So uh, it's been a solid start for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, a six to three win. The Devils' struggles just keep on continuing without. Uh, their top two centers, Jack Hughes and Nico Heeshear. Um, I'm very disappointed I didn't take the Winnipeg side. Now, I was on the over last night, so I was happy to see that cash in that game, but I should have been on Winnipeg too. I just didn't love the price enough, uh, minus 140 uh, after. Actually, you know what? I, I should have put more on it is what I said because I'm looking at my account. I did bet Winnipeg early at minus 130, but it was a small bet. Uh, it was something I probably should add more on it because the writing's on the wall right now with New Jersey. They're really having a tough time. Uh, without Hughes and Heeshear. Defensively, they've struggled. Uh, tons of breakdowns again. I mean, their defensive game without Nico Heeshear. Nico Heeshear is one of the better defensive centers in the league. We know that. But to see the way this team defensively has played without him on the ice, it's uh, staggering. It has been absolutely a bad uh, right now to see how they played defensively as of late. And it's, look, Akira Schmidt needs to be better. One of those shots, I think, the one that really put it away, I think he's got to save that. You can't let that puck go in, but it's not. It's more on the defense in front of the goaltending, not so much Akira Schmid. Uh, the Panthers, wow, uh, that was difficult, more difficult for them than I think they wanted, but they get the 5-3 win against San Jose uh, last night. Pretty weird game. It was 2-1 Florida, uh, and then all of a sudden, bang, bang, San Jose with two quick goals to take a 3-2 lead, and you're thinking, uh-oh, Florida going to lose to San Jose, and Nope, the lead did not last long, and it was two very quick goals the other way for the Florida Panthers to regain the lead 4-3, and then they ice it with an empty netter uh, to get the 5-3 win uh, in that game last night against the uh, San Jose Sharks. So San Jose won those two uh, games in a row uh, to get themselves off the schneid, get their first two wins of the season, and now they've dropped uh, three straight uh, since then. So uh, against uh, Vegas, against Anaheim, and now against Florida last night. So Coming back down to earth again as one of the worst teams in the NHL, uh, the San Jose Sharks. All right, let's get into Wednesday's action. We'll begin with the first of the two TNT games tonight, uh, the National TV TNT doubleheader. First game is Philadelphia and Carolina. We've got the uh, Hurricanes minus 230 uh, home favorites or road favorites, I should say. No, no, I'm sorry, home favorites. I've got this mixed up here. We'll change the marquee. Uh, Carolina's the home team here. Uh, Minus 240 home favorites. Uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, The total in this game, currently six, uh, shaded to the uh, over uh, in this one. You know, as far as this game goes here, Philadelphia and uh, Carolina, you know, I think right now when you look at uh, Carolina, they're starting to get their game going. This is a team that obviously had their issues uh, early in the season, largely schedule-related. That was a very, very tough schedule to start the season way back in October. They had a bunch of road games and a lot of them against, you know, very good competition. I mean, you start the season with Colorado and L.A., you know, on the road. That's not an easy way to start the year uh, for the uh, Hurricanes, but you're seeing them now uh, start to really get back to their game. They're 9-6 and six now. Uh, they've won uh, three of their last four. They've won six of their last eight, six and two of their last eight games. Um, they're coming off a nice, impressive 4 nothing shutout win in Tampa Bay against uh, the Lightning, which to me is more impressive than what St. Louis did against Tampa Bay last night because Tampa Bay has been much better at home. And that's where and Carolina shut them out in Tampa. So even though we've seen the uh, Carolina Hurricanes 
uh, or the Tampa Bay Lightning rather, struggle. A lot more of those struggles have been on the road. Uh, at home, they've been better. And for Carolina to shut them out, uh, you know, at in Tampa for nothing the other night was very impressive. I'm telling you, give Piotr Kochetkov the net, okay? He's, a, he's, he's your future. It's not those two old geezers. It's not those two old stiffs that can't stay healthy. Uh, from one minute to the next, uh, Anderson and Ronta. Actually, Ronta's been okay this year, but Anderson, forget it. I can't count on that guy. The one th- I can count on Anderson for one thing, uh, getting another injury uh, the moment he gets back. He's out of action indefinitely. Now it's a blood clotting issue. It's, if it's not that, it's a fucking uh, lower body injury. It's a groin injury. Uh, it's a leg injury. It's a shoulder injury. It's always something uh, with Freddie Anderson at this stage of his career. Uh, you look at the last several years with Freddie. I mean, 52 games, 24 games, 52 games, 34 games. I mean, when's the last time you've gotten this guy playing 60 or more games in the net? Uh, and it's because of all these injuries that he's had. So uh, you can't count on him. Uh, like I said, Ronta is now almost 40. He's in his late 30s. Give Pyotr Kochetkov the opportunity he so richly deserves. He is your man. He is your guy. He is your future. You know, it's time to see what he's got, you know, and Look, did he, did he, was he happy with a couple of the starts he had in October? No, he had a bad start against Colorado, Kochetkov, uh, and he gave up three goals and a shutout loss to Tampa Bay. But I thought he was a lot better against uh, Tampa Bay in the second start he made uh, against the Lightning uh, earlier uh, over the weekend. 22 save shutout uh, in that 4 nothing win. Now, we don't have Kochetkov confirmed yet uh, to be the netminder here for the Hurricanes. We do have uh, Carter Hart confirmed in goal tonight for the Philadelphia Flyers. And if you remember uh, Carter Hart, uh, he has been battling uh, injury uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, He has missed the last several games with a a lower body injury. Then he had some food poisoning about that that kept him, that delayed, I should say, his return uh, in between the pipes. So now he is finally good. Food poisoning is behind him. The injury is behind him. And he is back in net for the first time since November the 1st. Uh, four and three, 2.52 goals against average, 913 save percentage this season for uh, Carter Hart. So solid numbers. I really don't have a whole lot on this game at all, quite honestly. No props really stand out to me in this game uh, because I don't think we're going to get a ton of goals. I certainly lean under. It feels like an under game, uh, in my opinion, between these two teams, much like we saw uh, in October when they played in Philadelphia, 3-2 Carolina. I mean, I could clearly see that kind of final score because one thing you get from Philadelphia is you get them competing. They play hard. I don't love this scheduling spot where they stay on the road and have to fly west to east after being in San Jose, Anaheim, and L.A. Uh, for three straight games. And now you stay on the road and you play this one little stopover road game on the east coast in Kakalaki before you finally head home. I don't love those spots at all, you know, backing teams. So uh, definitely the under, like, uh, so maybe you should bet over. That's true, uh, Pope Buddy Snurfit, because, you know, my batting average with uh, unders is like, um, uh, you know, it's like uh, Vlad Guerrero's batting average with runners in scoring position this year, uh, like 120 or something like that. So, yeah, when you when I like an under, head for the hills and look the other way uh, often is what you need to do. But this does feel like it should be lower scoring uh, between these two teams, especially if Kochekov is in net. Um, so lean under. Carolina, I think, wins the game, but uh, there's just not a whole lot of value. And Philly's too plucky right now and too feisty. Uh, for my liking, to uh, take Carolina even minus one or in regulation or anything like that. Uh, so pretty much going to stay off this game altogether as far as side. And, I mean, if I were to throw out one 
uh, player prop there of interest for me. I would probably consider because he's been uh, starting to rack up some points. Maybe uh, yes, Barry Kotkaniemi right now for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes or Natchez, who's got three points in the last four games. So there's a couple that I might consider in that one. All right, Seattle Edmonton. We've got Edmonton minus 190 home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Cashed a ticket with the, well, I split a couple of wagers on Edmonton. I had the first period puck line that didn't get there, but I had the team total. Uh, over with Edmonton uh, against the New York Islanders uh, on uh, Monday night. They get the 4-1 to one win, uh, the victory, and Chris Knobloch's uh, head coaching debut uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. And it's that predictable um, spot, in my opinion, uh, for Edmonton, where the new coach and you see them win. And I went back and looked. Uh, over the last 20 years, close to 80% win percentage for teams in the first game with a new head coach. I mean, it's just that angle is like, that's the one thing that has stood the test of time. We talk about, you got to be able to adjust your philosophies and change your approach every now and then, because the sports betting markets are always changing. They're always, you know, uh, shifting uh, and you've got to be able to adjust with it. Well, that's the one thing that stood the test of time is you take the team after a coaching change and, and sometimes you ride them because often they turn one win into two or three. So for me, this is either take Edmonton or nothing. But I don't know. There's something that is giving me pause here to take Edmonton again uh, tonight. First things, first of all, they already played Seattle on Saturday, which was the swan song for Jay Woodcroft. Uh, and they beat Seattle in that game four to one. The same score they beat the Islanders the other night. They played well, uh, better defensively. Skinner. Uh, better in net as well uh, for the uh, Oilers. Um, but now they play this team again, and they're laying a big number, and Seattle's going to come back strong tonight. They are. I mean, they're not playing well. They lose again to Colorado, of course, uh, on Monday night uh, to the Avalanche. They can't score goals at the moment, uh, and they just haven't been able to play well enough. It, it's not. I don't think their defensive game's been bad, but when you're not scoring, you almost need to be letter perfect defensively. And you need to be even better uh, as far as your goaltending is concerned. Um, but right now they can't play good enough defensively to outscore uh, their issues or, or to or not outscore, but to make up for their offensive deficiencies right now. Uh, that is the problem at the moment for the uh, Seattle Kraken. That being said, I, I expect Seattle to have a really good effort tonight. And I'm not, I don't know if they're going to win this game. They haven't had a lot of success against Edmonton. Edmonton is, uh, own this head-to-head matchup, this divisional matchup since uh, the Kraken entered the NHL. Uh, the uh, Oilers are 6-2 and two in the previous eight meetings uh, over the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, Seattle's struggling, like I said. They've lost four of their last five. Edmonton is a bet-on or pass team for me right now uh, as far as um, uh, backing them since the uh, coaching change. Uh, I just don't feel like I, I'm rushing to it. If, if anything, I'll look at a team total uh, for the Oilers again tonight. Uh, over three and a half, which you can get at minus 130. Uh, close in that range is what you can find with the Oiler team total. Uh, I might go with that uh, in this game. Uh, but other than that, I wouldn't be interested in minus 190 or the uh, minus one or in regulation with Edmonton, anything like that. Now, there are some props that do stand out uh, here in this game. And by the way, Joey Decord will once again uh, be in net for the uh, Seattle Kraken. He got the start against uh, Colorado uh, in the uh, last game. Uh, Grubauer, um, you know, it's going to be interesting because Grubauer, I don't think he's injured. You know, that's the funny part about this decision here by uh, Dave Axtall to go back to Joey Decord uh, for this game against uh, Edmonton. He is healthy, but 
They didn't love the way Grubauer played in his last start. They, they, they like Joey Decord. Now the funny thing about Joey Decord is he's lost four straight starts. So they like him, but they haven't been winning with him and they've decided we're going to uh, go through, um, you know, it looks like they're going to save Grubauer to tomorrow against the Islanders. I, I just would have thought you give Grubauer this game uh, against the uh, Edmonton Oilers, but they decided to go with Joey Decord uh, in net. He's 0-4 uh, in his last four starts. Gave up the five goals against Colorado, three goals to uh, Arizona, uh, the um, three goals to Florida, three goals to Carolina, four goals before that to Detroit, four to uh, Carolina. So, you know, I think he's going to be good, but clearly it's he's a raw talent. He's someone that needs time to really hone his game and hone his craft at the NHL level. So, you know, you're going to see some up nights and you're going to see some down nights here from uh, Joey Decord uh, when he gets these uh, opportunities in net for the uh, Kraken. Stuart Skinner uh, is going to be, of course, back in net here for the uh, Edmonton Oilers in this game. Uh, Dylan Holloway, by the way, very, very disheartening for Edmonton that he's on uh, – the injured reserve list now week to week with a lower body injury, just when the kid is starting to percolate, show a little jam in his game, get on the score sheet. And now he won't be uh, available until December the 10th uh, at the earliest move to a long-term uh, injured list. So uh, all kinds of um, that's so disappointing for Edmonton. Cause I thought Dylan Holloway was just starting to uh, show signs of, you know, the first round uh, talent uh, that he is uh, based on where Edmonton drafted him. So, yeah, I'm going to bet a little Edmonton team total over three and a half. Uh, outside of that, I would look at props. And to me, the props that stand out are, you know, I, I've tried to get, you know, maybe Gagne, you still come back to the well with Sam Gagne, only because it looks like he's still going to be with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins on the uh, top line. But uh, there's no doubt uh, you don't want to overthink it here uh, and look, get too cute and just strictly look for value. If you're betting Edmonton props, you probably want to go with the hot commodities. McDavid and Dreisaitl got their games going against the Islanders. They both uh, got on the scoreboard. Zach Hyman's been on fire lately. Evander Kane is starting to get uh, on track again for the uh, Edmonton Oilers with uh, four points in the last four games. Scored a goal uh, against the Islanders, three points in the last two games. Goes without saying what Zach Hyman's been able to do uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers of late. He's on a very red-hot short-term run with four goals in the last uh, two games uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, so there's no doubt. I mean, this is one of those nights where you know you don't overthink it, and you try to and you look at those four in particular: Hyman, Kane, uh, McDavid, and Drysaitel. As far as um, their props, as far as Seattle goes uh, for props, Jordan Eberle is back, and Jordan Eberle, former Oiler, a long time ago where he started his career. Uh, I could see jo and Jordan Eberle on the top line with Beniers and McCann. I think this is an opportunity here after missing the last three games due to injury for. Uh, Jordan Eberle, the leg injury, to come back, be on the top line, and maybe help kickstart this uh, Seattle Kraken offense. Maybe get him kickstarted as well, because he's a, he's been part of the problem with Seattle not being able to score goals. He's stuck on one goal this season. One goal, three assists. That's it. That's all so far from uh, Jordan Eberle this year. So uh, Eberle, though, tonight coming back uh, into the lineup, playing on the top line, uh, I could definitely make a case for him. Uh, as far as finding the uh, back of the net, uh, Ellie Tolvanen on the third line, uh, he's a consideration. He scored two goals in the last five games, four points in the last four games for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Brandon Tanev, by the way, out for a month, comes back 
from injury against uh, Colorado, and he scored their only goal. And he's on the second line with uh, Wenberg and Schwartz for uh, Seattle tonight. So Brandon Tanev, you know, if you're looking for a little value, why not? And the other one is uh, Jaden Schwartz. Jaden Schwartz, as far as points are concerned, um, you know, he's been probably the most productive forward uh, recently for the Seattle Kraken. You look at his recent run that he's put together, points in nine of the last ten games. Uh, he has a total of, uh, let me just count it up here, 12 points in those games, and he has scored four goals uh, in the last five games uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. So it's actually a very good prop game uh, because I do think we, we will see some goals in it. Uh, the over six and a half, I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm talking myself into that as well. You know, Decord has given up at least three goals minimum in four or five straight starts now. And I know Edmonton played better defensively against not only the Islanders in their last game, first game for Knobloch, but also the Seattle game over the weekend. Uh, but Seattle's going to have Eberle back. They're shifting the lines around. I could see Seattle, you know, desperate to get some offense going, really pushing the pace uh, in this game. Uh, it's still an over-series history for the most part, even though that Saturday game in the Emerald City uh, between the Oilers and Kraken, the Saturday night game stayed under. That 4-1 win for the Oilers stayed under the total. Previously, before that game, it is still worth noting, we saw the overcash at a 6-0-1 clip uh, before that 4-1 result uh, on Saturday night. So, little Edmonton team total, a little over 6.5 as well for me in this game. And uh, those props I mentioned probably just pepper the board a little bit with smaller scale wagers on some of those. All right, Anaheim, Colorado. We've got the uh, Avalanche minus 310 uh, home favorite, 6.5 the total uh, in this game. Um Look, uh, Anaheim here is in a tough spot. Even I'll admit that. Although five and two on the road, this is normally where I want to back Anaheim. And look, we did see Colorado the last time they were at uh, Ball Arena there in Denver uh, against St. Louis. They got absolutely run out of the, their own rink uh, by the St. Louis Blues uh, on Saturday night. So I'm not saying uh, anything's possible. Anaheim could win this game, especially with the way they play on the road, but. It's just such a difficult scheduling and situational spot. It's one of the most difficult experiences a team on the road on a back-to-back -back will go through when you play the second leg of that back-to-back -back on the road in Denver against the Avalanche in that thin air and high altitude. It just takes a lot out of you. It feels like you're skating on fumes in this case, and I worry about that a little bit here for the uh, Colorado Avalanche or for the Anaheim Ducks tonight uh, in this game. Obviously, we saw Gibson last night, uh, expected to see Lucas Dostal uh, get the uh, nod tonight in net for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Um, should be uh, Alexander Georgiev once again for uh, Colorado, uh, but that hasn't been confirmed as of yet. He was better against Seattle, but he also only faced 19 shots. So it was a better uh, effort from the team in front of him uh, in that game. But I have not liked what I've seen out of Georgiev. Uh, lately. I mean, prior to that better outing against Seattle, largely influenced by a better defense in front of him, this guy gave up six to St. Louis and that 8-2 blowout loss at home, three to New Jersey, seven to Vegas, lit up in that game, three to Buffalo, four goals in three uh, starts before that against Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and Carolina. So this, I mean, definitely um, uh, Georgiev's play has declined, has not been as good uh, after a really strong first week or two of the season. Um, so this is one where I could only look over the total personally. 
uh, with the uh, Ducks and the Abs. I don't like that we got a fatigued Ducks team. Where, and when you're talking about physical mistakes because you're tired, you could also think maybe we see some mental mistakes uh, as well uh, with the puck. That wouldn't shock me. Uh, if you look at series history, uh, the over is 5-0-1 in the last six head-to-head meetings here in Colorado uh, between the uh, Ducks and the Avalanche. So it's just a really, really tricky spot. Uh, the back-to-back, the third and four nights as well, and you wrap it up with this uh, thin air, high altitude, which just uh, is like a punch to the gut, punch to your system, just knocks you for a loop. So very, very tough. Uh, Alex B. Smith, by the way, uh, he sent me his card. He likes the draw here. I don't hate that. I don't. You know, Colorado to me is still, you know, a team that uh, do do I have uh, faith in them, you know, being able to um, destroy this Anaheim team? I don't know. Because this Anaheim team has just been so, just so resilient on the road. And we've seen all these third period comebacks, another one from them last night uh, against uh, the uh, Nashville Predators. Um, They're never out of a game. So, and Colorado does not seem to be displaying to me that degree of dominance where I'm feeling comfortable that they're going to run away and hide, even though this is an obvious tough spot schedule wise for the Anaheim Ducks. So, you know, the drive, uh, look, you're going to get a great price on that, too, because you are talking about a team that's favored in the minus 300 range like the Colorado Avalanche are in this game. So when you see the money line price in this kind of stratosphere, you know that if you're going to bet the draw, you're going to get some serious and, and you cash with it. You're going to get some serious bang uh, for your bucks. So we're talking plus 430 at FanDuel. How's that? I got to sprinkle something on that. Uh and when it comes to draw bets, I respect what Alex uh, delivers. If he likes a draw, it's usually for a good reason. Uh, the, he's the reason I started betting more draw uh, wagers the last few years, more than I ever did before. And Alex really has that knack of knowing and, and timing it well as far as the uh, draw is concerned. So, yeah, plus 430 is still there at FanDuel. I think i got to sprinkle something on that. I'd rather do that than take Anaheim plus 250. Because I could see Anaheim just somehow they gut this game out, even with the bad spot, the being in the altitude on a back-to-back, gutting this out, getting it to overtime, relying on a young, talented goalie like Dostal, uh, getting the goals against a struggling Georgiev right now for, um, for for Colorado and finding this way to get to overtime. And if you actually look at uh, Ducks versus Avs, we, they did go to overtime last year in April in Anaheim. It was 5-4. Uh, in favor of the abs in that game. Uh, and we have seen, you know, we saw a 5-3 game. We saw a 2 nothing game. You know, we've seen competitive games between these two teams. That 5-3 game in Colorado last year with these two teams, by the way, that game was tied in the third period. Uh, and then Anaheim ended up winning that game 5-3 in Colorado, big underdog. But, you know, Anaheim's hung with this uh, Colorado team. So the draw I'll sprinkle on at plus 430. It's just the, the prices for how just – bloody feisty and resilient and, and and just tough as nails to uh, this Ducks team has been, especially away from home. That's worth a look here as far as I'm concerned, that plus 430. I do like the over in this game as well, uh, over six and a half here uh, at around even money. And that's about it as far as side and total for props. Um, you know, I wouldn't um, talk anyone out of the usual suspects. Uh, McTavish, uh, who, look, we're not eventually, we're starting to finally get w- worse prices with him, but the point streak's been amazing. Nine assists, seven goals, 16 points already uh, this season uh, for uh, Mason McTavish. Uh, it's been very impressive to see. Um, so keep an eye on that. 
uh, might be worth a look there. Uh, once again, as usual, as far as props go. Uh, for Colorado, um, here's a couple that stand out. Uh, Nichushkin, last game, uh, got elevated in the lineup. Uh, he ended up scoring the fifth and final goal against Seattle. Uh, the other night, and you can get Big Val Nachushkin. He looks like he's going to be with uh, McKinnon and with uh, Rantanen uh, here tonight uh, in the game. And even Jonathan Drouin, who also got elevated to the top six forward group uh, against Seattle, and he scored his first goal uh, of the season uh, against the uh, Seattle Kraken the other night, and he's now got a point in back-to-back games. So I think if I'm going to look at two players on the Colorado side, uh, Drouin, Back-to-back games with a point and scored against Seattle, his first goal of the year. Maybe that brings some confidence back. And again, they're giving him the opportunity again. They had kind of, you know, pushed him off to the side uh, for uh, several games there, but it gave him another opportunity. And look, he's gotten points in back-to-back games and scored against Seattle. And the other one again is Big Val Nachushkin because he's playing with Rantanen and McKinnon, and as usual, not being priced like those two guys. Uh, despite being on the uh, top line. Uh, Just to give you the comparison, uh, obviously, you know, when it comes to McKinnon, uh, the goal prop for him uh, is going to be, you know, minus 120, assist prop plus 190. So that's McKinnon. Rantanen, the goal prop is minus 125. The assist prop is uh, minus 130. But big Val Nachushkin, Valerie Nachushkin, who's on that same line, plus 210 for him to score a goal and plus 135 for him to get an assist. So the goal price is better with Val. Uh, the assist price is better with Val uh, than it is for both of his line mates on that top line, Ranton and, and McKinnon. So again, these are the situations that we you look to target, the undervalued player uh, when he's moving up the lineup. And right now that definitely uh, looks to be a ballerina Chushkin uh, for Colorado going into this game. Uh, here tonight. All right, the final game of this uh, Wednesday card, uh, New York Islanders, Vancouver Canucks. This is the second game of the TNT doubleheader. Uh, Vancouver minus 160 home favorites, six being the total in this game. Islanders are just in a uh, utter dismay right now, or disarray. Uh, The fans are dismayed. Uh, They are in utter disarray, uh, the New York Islanders right now. Five straight losses, This offense has gone silent again, which happens far too often to this hockey team. Uh, A measly six goals uh, in the last four games combined. Uh, They get held to one goal in each of the last two losses against the Oilers and the Capitals. Uh, Not good. Not what you want to see from this Islanders team. Um, The only hesitancy I have, the only concern I have, uh, is that the Vancouver Canucks are coming back home on the West Coast, coming back from the East and that three-game road trip in Ottawa, Toronto, and Montreal. Um, I I never love those kind of spots when you're going east to west. Um, But the good news is you're at least gaining hours uh, as opposed to losing hours uh, when you're going back home. So uh, we'll see how this uh, ends up going here for the uh, Canucks tonight, taking on the Islanders. You know what's crazy about this series history? You would not think it, but six straight overs. Six straight head-to-head meetings have gone over the total with the Islanders and the Canucks. So uh, there has been a lot of goals here uh, head-to-head between these uh, two teams. But um, I still like Vancouver here, uh, even with the um, even with the concerns about returning home from that East Coast road trip. This is just an Islanders team I want no part of, and I have no problem fading them. I took uh, the Islanders, or sorry, Edmonton team total over uh, against them the other night. Uh, here in this game, 
I, because I think Vancouver could put the clamp down defensively, uh, potentially in this game, I'm going to I'm going to spread it out with Vancouver tonight. Uh, a little bit over three and a half team total. Uh, a little bit with Vancouver minus one uh, puck line, and a little bit regulation here for Vancouver. So we're going to go with a three way kind of split here uh, in this game for me with the uh, Vancouver Canucks side. Uh, Vancouver regulation, Vancouver minus one uh, on the uh, puck line, uh, and also the uh, team total uh, over three and a half here uh, in this game. So a couple of uh, different uh, approaches here for me uh, with that. Uh, and then as far as um, player props go uh, for this game, uh, we will uh, take a look in just a moment. All right, sorry about that. We are back. Uh, all right, a uh, little technical difficulties there, but we are back. Um, yeah, so just to finish what I was saying before, uh, I'm going to do a, a even split through three different Canuck uh, looks here tonight. The team total over three and a half. Vancouver uh, minus one uh, on the uh, puck line, uh, and also Vancouver uh, in regulation. Uh, again, Vancouver in regulation right now. You can find it as what good as plus one ten at pinnacle and that um, Vancouver minus one at uh, plus 110 as well. So you get plus money with both Vancouver and regulation uh, and also a uh, Vancouver minus one here uh, in this game. So I like those two looks um, in this one. I just, even with the spot concerns for Vancouver, this is just to me an Islanders team that's dismal right now. Uh, and I don't trust them to break out of their funk against the, one of the better teams right now uh, in the NHL. As far as props go, um, look, I know he's uh, – there's a stat that I found on – uh, I posted it on X earlier today uh, that I saw someone post that Bo Horvat for the uh, New York Islanders, he has 11 goals in 43 games with the Islanders. Before that, he had 31 goals in 49 games with the Vancouver Canucks before that trade. Um, even though he's been struggling here with the uh, Islanders, he has not given them that production they hoped. I got to do it tonight. You know, his return to Vancouver for the first time, he's going to be, if he's ever going to show you something and be, you know, flying out of his skates uh, in, a, in any sort of spot, it's going to be tonight for Bo Horvat. So plus 220 uh, for him to score a goal, plus 205 for him to get an assist. I mean, you, you got to look at it, you know, if because there should be a lot of incentive for Bo Horvat. And I'm not sure he's going to get the best reception either from the Vancouver Canuck fans tonight. I am fascinated to see what kind of, um, you know, response the Canuck fans give him because yes, he was their captain and yes, he played great for them, especially right before he got dealt. But he also had that comment last year, you know, uh, that, that he made uh, when he, after he got to the Islanders that kind of rubbed the uh, Canuck fans the wrong way. Uh, and I think he kind of regretted saying it after, but he said it and it was too late to take it back. So, you know, I'm because of that, is he going to get some boo birds tonight? Uh, there in Vancouver. Uh, interesting. Um, you know, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, he left them and they are mad at him. Uh, we'll see. Um, no, I'm, I'm taking it, but I, I get the I get the concern. I get the hesitancy. I mean, this guy, he has just not, he's not performed. He's not, you know, he's not been up to par, you know, as a member of the New York Islanders. He just hasn't. Um, but if you're, 
believe me, this is not where we're going to start betting Bo Horvat every game. I just think from a situational standpoint here tonight, we can ask him hopefully, you know, chip in, do something. And he does have a point in the last two games. He does have an assist in two straight games against Washington and Edmonton. So again, only four goals, seven assists on the season, but you know, we'll take a shot here with uh, Horvat in this game. Uh, it'll be, yeah, that's probably what it'll be, Rich. I could see that. I could see that, that it's positive, and they'll, they'll clap, they'll applaud early in the game. Uh, but then as the game goes on, uh, you know, they're going to end up booing him, you know, throughout the game. That's probably, that's often what I've, that's often the way I see it transpire, you know, and, and it wouldn't surprise me to see more of that uh, for uh, him here tonight as well. Uh, or from the crowd tonight against uh, the Islanders with uh, when Horvat's on the ice. So I am going to take it. You could go Beauvillier on the other side. You know, Beauvillier, former uh, Islander, now with the Vancouver Canucks, and he's plus 420. So you talk about bargain bin special of the night candidate right there. Uh, we've got that with um, Anthony Beauvillier. Now, Beauvillier has been bounced down to the fourth line. That would be the concern uh, about that. And since scoring two goals against San Jose in that 10-1 route, which were the only two goals he scored this year. Uh, he hasn't done anything. He scored. He's been held off the scoreboard in five straight games. No goals in five straight. Only one point during that span. But um, and again, just like with Horvat, Beauvillier's not lighting it up right now either. But if there's one night they're going to be so amped up to make an impact, it's Beauvillier tonight for Vancouver, and it's Horvat uh, here tonight for the New York Islanders uh, in this game. And then you look at uh, some other props. You know. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev is someone we've talked about a lot for Vancouver. You got to keep going to him. Three goals in the last three games. Uh, the point streak that he has had since being on that top line. Credit to Tockett for putting him on the top line because uh, Mikheyev has a whopping nine points for the uh, uh, Vancouver Canucks uh, in 11 games uh, since he has been uh, playing on the uh, top line uh, alongside Elias Pettersson and Andre Kuzmenko. Uh, so it's been a really nice fit there uh, for Ilya Mikheyev. He's been great as far as props go uh, entering this game. Uh, who hasn't been really good lately for the uh, uh, Canucks? Obviously, Brock Besser's had a bounce-back year. He's red hot with four goals in the last four games uh, and uh, five points in the last four games. Uh, you look at JT Miller, uh, three goals in the last four games, and he has scored at least a goal for the uh, Canucks in seven of the last nine games. So JT Miller's got a red hot roll going at the moment. Here's one down the lineup that's even starting to percolate. Pius Suter. Pius Suter, who's been with Chicago and Detroit, now with Vancouver, he has four goals in the last six games. So they're getting the depth scoring as well right now for uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Pius Suter, don't sleep on him at the moment, contributing from that third line for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So you can even go that deep into their lineup as far as player props tonight uh, in this game. Uh, it looks like tonight, Car the one thing that is uh, unfortunate for Vancouver is Carson Soucy's out, uh, the, the guy they got from Seattle uh, in the offseason, lower body injury, and it's going to be a long-term absence. They're saying uh, maybe two months, six to eight weeks that he's going to be out. So uh, that's unfortunate. It's really been a big reason why the Canucks have improved their defensive game. Um, but you're going to have to ask more from Noah Juleson, Ian Cole, Philip Roenick. Uh, Quinn Hughes obviously already plays a shit ton of minutes, so play more now. Myers, Friedman. Mark Friedman's actually been solid for them. Uh, I got to give him credit. Uh, you know, a guy that's basically been an AHL defenseman uh, mostly uh, in the past. He's really stepped up and given Rick Tockett some good minutes on that third pair 
uh, blue uh, on that third pair defensive pair for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So um, really good stuff from Vancouver. Uh, it should be Thatcher Demko uh, in net here tonight for the uh, Vancouver Canucks as well. Right now, I don't know if it matters too much who's in net for the uh, Islanders because, you know, it's more so that they're not scoring. And, you know, even the defensive game under Barry Trotz hasn't been nearly as good. Ilya Sorokin is projected. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but it is Thatcher Demko for uh, Vancouver uh, here in this game. So for me, it's going to be a little uh, smaller sprinkle across three different Canuck bets here. Team total over, minus one and Vancouver in regulation here uh, against the struggling New York Islanders. All right, great. And by the way, um, and one, one, one other prop maybe for the Islanders uh, that maybe I would uh, consider here. Um, Simon Holmstrom, we mentioned him. He's on the top line. Now you got to score. You got to get chances, but he is on that top line. And Noah Dobson's the other one for the uh, Islanders. Seems like he has been in on so much of their offense lately. Uh, for the uh, New York Islanders. But again, this is a team that's struggling to score. If you're going to bet Islanders player props right now, you better keep them light, keep them small as far as the amount, because uh, this team is just not firing offensively at the moment. Uh, just like I said, six goals in the last four games for the Islanders. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is the Wednesday uh, NHL card. Uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in as always here on the Ice Guys show. And again, uh, make sure if you aren't subscribed already, the Ice Guys YouTube channel, family plan membership, just $9.99 US per month, the daily betting card, player props, Alex B. Smith's live wagers, uh, other content. We're going to do more videos, more shows exclusive for members. Uh, once we get later into the season, after football winds down and we got more time on our plate, uh, we'll definitely be uh, rolling out way more bonus videos, bonus shows, bonus content, Q&A segments, you name it. Uh, we're really looking forward to that. Uh, and of course, in the meantime, though, we're going to be doing more exclusive betcasts for our family plan members, including next week. We're just dropping one at the blink of an eye. You're going to see the link for a live betcast. It'll be one of the days next week uh, during the week. Uh, so make sure uh, you get ready for that. Uh, we're looking forward to it. And uh, again, this is going to be one of those situations where we aren't telling anybody ahead of time uh, when this betcast is going to be. We're just going to say, you know what, here's the link. Bam, we're on the air. It's a live betcast. The only hint we're going to give you is it'll be one day next week. It'll be a Monday to a Friday. So uh, we are looking forward to that uh, next week. Another impromptu live exclusive betcast for our Patreon page members and our ice guys youtube channel family plan members as well so uh, looking forward to that next week and remember our main betcast for the month of november is on tuesday november 28th that one will be public free for all 7 p.m eastern time tuesday november 28th it's a very good uh, nhl card that night uh, so we're looking forward to that our main primary november ice guys live betcast coming up november uh, 28th all right it is time for the bargain bin special uh, of the night. We've got four games to choose from uh, as far as the uh, bargain bin uh, tonight uh, in these uh, four games. Uh, and for my bargain bin uh, here tonight uh, in this one, um, I'm going to go with, even though I like Edmonton in the game, I think Seattle's bringing it tonight too. Or I, don't, I don't like Edmonton in the game as far as money line or puck line or regulation. I, I am going to be on Edmonton's team total over, but as far as Seattle, 
I think they're going to contribute some offense too. And I think you're going to see them uh, talk about, uh, and they, they've been working on it in practice after the last couple of games, including after the Colorado loss, they know the offense is um, broken right now. Like they're not scoring. I mean, they held the one goal in the last two games, in the last two games, both losses against the abs and the Oilers. They know they need to get their offense going. Jordan Eberle's had a tough year. This is kind of like, you know, uh, this is more of a hunch bargain bin special of the night. A lot of the bargain bin picks I've made, they've been players that are in good form, not only getting a big spot in the lineup in the top six forward role and getting a greater opportunity, but they're players that are actually in good form, good current form offensively. I cannot say that uh, about this bargain bin special of the night pick for me tonight, but I'm going to rock with it here uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken tonight. It's not a bad setup uh, as far as uh, the way it's going to work out for him. Uh, he's going to be on the top line with McCann and uh, and Beneers playing on that top line tonight for the Seattle Kraken, returning from injury, playing against a team uh, that he pl- started his career with, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, many, many years ago. I know he hasn't had that offensive finish this year, just sitting on the one goal, but what a time it would be uh, for him to get on the scoreboard tonight. Let's go with Jordan Eberly for the Seattle Kraken as my bargain bin special of the night. Jordan Eberly, Seattle Kraken. You can get it at plus 340 at FanDuel. Uh, Jordan Eberly uh, to find the uh, back of the net tonight for the uh, Seattle uh, Kraken. Uh, that's what we'll go with for my bargain bin special of the night uh, for this uh, Wednesday uh, card. Uh, I'm just taking a look to see. Sometimes Bet365 has a little better price uh, on some of these players, but actually they don't even have. Um, Jordan Eberly posted because of the fact that, you know, he's just returning from injury. A lot of times some books are, are slow to put uh, Eberly back in the, um, uh, or put players back from injury um, on the uh, goal score prop board. Uh, and that's the case for bet three, six, five. They're a little slow on getting uh, Jordan Eberly's name back up there on the goal score prop list. So you got to go to, uh, like I said, a fan duel for this and he's plus three forty there right now. Uh, at FanDuel uh, for Jordan Eberle uh, of the Seattle Kraken uh, for my bargain bin special of the night for this Wednesday card. All right, best bets. Uh, Alex B. Smith, uh, his best bet for this uh, Wednesday card. He sent. I'll, I'll repeat his entire card right now, uh, including the uh, best bet uh, that he uh, sent along. Uh, we'll just um, come on now, X. Let's get let's get the shit together. Why can't I load messages now? Uh, here we go. All right, here we go. All right. So Alex's card tonight, uh, call Anaheim, Colorado draw. You can find that at plus 430 right now uh, at FanDuel. Uh, he's on New York Islanders, Vancouver Canucks, first period over one and a half minus 130. So that's Islanders, Canucks, first period over one and a half minus 130. The Islanders are on a 4-0 first period over streak. The Vancouver Canucks are on a 7-3 first period over streak uh, in their last 10 games. So uh, both teams trending toward the first period over. So there you go, Islanders and Canucks, first period over uh, for Alex, along with the draw in the Ducks-Avalanche game. And his best bet, it is Vancouver in regulation, plus 110. So Alex B. Smith's best bet, Vancouver in regulation, uh, plus 110 uh, against the uh, New York Islanders, the struggling New York Islanders. So that's for Alex. My best bet here for this Um uh, Wednesday card. Um, you know, you look at it here. It's n- nothing that I'm overly 
excited about. There's solid bets, decent bets. There's nothing that I think is a great bet tonight on this slate. It's a little bit of a tricky board. So by default, uh, I am going to go with Seattle and Edmonton here uh, over six and a half. I'm going to go with that. Kraken and Oilers uh, over the full game total here, six and a half. Uh, you can find that at minus 120, minus 125. Um, prior to that 4-1 game, Saturday in Seattle that Edmonton won, we had seen a 6-0-1 run to the over in the last seven games. And I know the mandate from Chris Knobloch is get the big guns going, tighten up defensively with our team defense, and we need some more saves from our goalies. And Edmonton gave that to everybody the other night in Chris Knobloch's debut against the New York Islanders. I get it, but you have to factor in the opponent. The opponent was the New York Islanders who can't put the fucking puck in the ocean right now. So we can't overreact to that game and say, wow, everything's fine now with Edmonton defensively when we've seen a body of work for a whole month where this team has been a nightmare in their own end, uh, given up odd man rushes, goaltending not consistent enough night in and night out. We need more evidence against what, we think should be a better offense. Now the Kraken haven't been scoring goals either. So maybe the Oilers can shut them down, but I'm going to dare them to. I think Seattle has a hard, strong road effort tonight. They're able to find their way to scoring some goals and getting to the back of the net. And on the flip side, I expect Edmonton with this recharged uh, group now with the coaching change with McDavid and Dreisaitl finally contributing against the Islanders. They're getting great performances from Hyman and Kane now as well. Um, that Edmonton should be able to find their way to goals. And Joey Decord has been given up three-plus goals, I believe, in four or five straight starts. So we're going to go with it. Seattle, Edmonton, over six and a half, minus 125 uh, for my best bet uh, for this Wednesday card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys. See you tomorrow. 